0: Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patti Holiday. Hey, y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm Patti Holiday, your head fangirl in charge, and this is episode two of Run Disney 101. Now this is a multi-part series talking about one of my favorite fandoms, which is run Disney. Uh, We are answering all of the frequently asked questions a lot of runners have before the big race weekend. Uh, If we leave anything out, please let me know and I'll be sure to try to, I don't know, do clean up or follow up with a blog post, something that fills in the gaps. Now, there is a trailer and an episode one of Run Disney 101, so go ahead and take a listen to them before jumping into the corrals with us for race day talk. All right, are you back? Let's do this. Now, if there's one big negative about Run Disney that I will completely cop to and complain right along with you, it's the very early very early, very, very early morning wake-ups that we are all subjected to. Uh, you know, the, the the reason is Disney needs to get the roads open. It's a working theme park. They need to get the parks open. they got to clear all the cars off for the runners' safety, but then they've also got to be able to get their regular guests, you know, around the park and around the resort. So it all makes sense. But, man... Gosh, y'all, it's early. It's way early. We're talking like 2.30, 2.45 is when you're waking up. By 3.30, you're out there on a bus early. Yeah, it's a little bit crazy. But one thing to point out, it's worth it. It's worth it, especially with the unpredictable weather, like I mentioned in episode one. When it gets really hot in Florida, you're going to be super happy that you're running some of your race in the dark without that sun, okay? That's that's the one positive thing that I can put the spin on that early morning wake up. But um, yeah, that's pretty much all I got. <laughs> <laughs> is you might get a little bit of darkness to run under. And it does it does help. I think it helps with speed, and I, and I do think it helps overall. But that is that's why it's there. All right. Now, first thing in the morning, you're going to get up and you're going to get dressed. And when it comes to run Disney races, this question comes up all the time. Do I have to wear a costume to the race? Will I be the big weirdo that's not in costume? Or hey, I really want to wear this crazy random costume. Will I be the weirdo wearing that crazy random costume? Uh, The answer is be a weirdo. Be any kind of weirdo you want to be. You will not stand out by wearing a costume. You will not stand out by not wearing a costume. Absolutely, there are quote-unquote regular runners out there who show up just wearing what they would at home at a regular race. You absolutely do not have to go to extreme measures uh and dress up as, you know, jungle cruise skipper or (laughs) whatever your heart may desire to be that day. However, however, that is one of the fun things that make a Run Disney experience unique is going ahead and expressing your Disney side any way you want. And I love dressing in costume. That is one of my favorite parts of the whole Run Disney experience. I like to do it. I like to see other runners do it. It's a blast. So if you've ever had a thought that you wanted to run through Magic Kingdom dressed like Minnie Mouse, dude, this is your chance. Go do it. Um, So definitely don't shy away from it. However, the key answer here is to do whatever you're most comfortable in. And if you're more comfortable just running as a runner, you know, and whatever you would typically train in at home, by all means, do that as well. That, you know, whatever works for you, okay? Now, well, now that you've gotten up, you've gotten dressed. You're walking out the door of your resort. There is one thing I want you to do a real quick check, and please remember this. If you remember nothing else that I tell you uh, on this episode, make sure you have your bib. 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 Because pretty much anything else, if you show up race day and you don't have it, once you get out to the corrals, like, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out, right? Right. But they won't even let you in the crowds if you don't have your race bib. And there's not going to be a way for you to pick up a spare or an extra. So you want to make sure that you are prepared when you walk out that door with your bib. All right. Now, we're going to walk out that door super early to get on the race transportation. Now, remember back at the expo how I told you you had options you have options for race morning as well you really do you can again park for free in the epcot parking lot Uh, i think most races either start there or stage from there so if you have a vehicle that's where you're going to want to go and park your vehicle you can leave your car all day if you desire once you're in you're in Uh, you can also take uber or lyft over or take that walt disney world run disney bus uh, to the start All host resorts, which are all resorts on Disney property, will have that race bus option. And that's what most people take. Now here's the thing. That's what most people take. So you got to also remember that as well. Uh, you can encounter really long lines if you push it and you try to sleep in a little bit or or you hit that snooze one too many times. Uh, you you could end up in a really long line trying to get on that bus. And that could increase your anxiety. My tip for the day is to go ahead and just plan to get out there early because here's here's the thing this is this is the only thing you can control Uh, you can't control the weather you you can't control you know what your training was like right because that horse is gone (laughs) that horse is already in the barn right or the hay is in the barn what's the saying something along those lines Uh, you can't control that you can't control the weather you can't control what other runners are going to do but you can control how early you get out to the race and how prepared you are, you know, once you get out there. So that's my suggestion is to go ahead and arrive early. All of those options are great options. Just plan to take advantage of them early. Now, according to the 2019 Princess Half Marathon event guide, you definitely want to heed these warnings on race day. Be sure to check the guide out for your particular race weekend to find out what time you need to be parking in the Epcot parking lot. Uh, So for example, for that Princess Half Marathon that I just mentioned, they said drivers on race day, uh, participants and spectators had to be parked at Epcot by 4 a.m. If you were a resort guest and uh, you were staying at Contemporary Resort, Bay Lake Tower, Polynesian, or Grand Floridian, you had to take the monorail to get to the start race keep all of those points in mind this kind of thing can be different from race to race and you're going to find that information in your event guide there is a runner drop-off That is located at Epcot on all race mornings. Um, Guests will end up following directions provided by the signage and the cast members within the parking lots. There's going to be taxi and ride sharing service drop-off as well and we actually utilized this I think it was for Marathon Weekend when we were cheering Marathon Weekend and they dropped us off right up front by the security line so it was actually a very convenient spot and location for that uber drop off it was um, signified by a big blue balloon in the epcot parking lot i don't know if that will continue to be the same thing for this year but it's something to keep in mind that it was it was actually pretty easy to do but we still took it in very early to make sure that we were allowed into the parking lot to get that drop off taken care of all right, so when you get there, you're going to go through security and basically follow the signs again, and there's very clear signage that says bags in one line and runners with no bags in another line. When they're talking bags, they're, they're talking anything that you have around your waist that can be unzipped or opened up. Uh, security does need to look through those, so that's considered a bag. Please make sure to take it off, open it up, let them have a peek and then they'll send you on your way the lines move pretty fast so don't don't worry about how long it looks um, they are definitely professionals and they know how to get you get you going where you need to go after security if you have a drop bag if say you're going to go straight from your race to the parks or to breakfast or something and so you brought a change of clothes and uh, those ufos uh, flip-flops that I was talking about for your feet or whatever it is that you think that you're going to want immediately after the race that you've put in that clear plastic bag uh, that's your drop bag there is a gear check at Wren Disney and that plastic bag is that you're going to get that at the expo. Your t-shirt comes in it. So that plastic bag doubles as your gear check bag. Uh, They'll either be tents or trucks available for you or uh, for your gear bag at the start of the race. It's been trucks recently, but in the past there were tents. So who knows? It's also set up by alphabetically. Um, so by your last name, you'll go to the truck You know where your last name shows up and then they will also take your bib number and that's how they will stash your bag at the end of the race you just go straight to that same location and get your bag right from there it's pretty easy characters there are typically characters pre-race And if you listen to me and show up early, you're going to have a better chance at actually getting in one of those lines and getting through one of those lines. Uh, The lines can get really long. Uh, But there's usually four or five characters uh, lined up before the race that you can get your picture with before you even run a step. Uh, Those same characters will show up in the same locations for the most part after the race as well so keep that in mind is that you might have that opportunity if you missed them in the morning uh, once you finish your race look there's going to be lines for characters um, as as well for you sometimes it's the same one sometimes it is different on the course characters that's something that everybody always asks about who is going to be out there well that's part of the disney magic disney does not announce for us in advance who we can expect to see on the course however there's there's some standbys that you can kind of expect to see at certain uh, race weekends for example princess half marathon weekend you're bound to see a princess or two there was one really weird year that i think we literally only saw one princess and i don't know if we just missed them at shift change or what the deal was it was very bizarre that we always call that the year without princesses um I do have lists on the blog, noguiltdisney.com, if you are looking for historical reference of who has been on the course in the past. So if you're trying to get an idea of who you might be able to expect, I do have those posts, and I will put them in show notes for you if you want to check them out. Um, But, you know, like, for example, the Haunted Mansion gravediggers are always always so far anyway um they're always on the marathon course but I've never seen them on any other course uh that's currently being run I think they also came out at Tower of Terror but that race no longer exists unfortunately uh so I do have those for you if you want to check them out and see who you might run into while you're out there running Um, but before before we start running with the characters we got to get into our corrals and this information needs a little bit more explaining it is one of the most talked about of the run disney frequently asked questions to sum up what is a corral Uh, you will be seated as a runner into a start section according to how fast you expect to finish a race you cannot move up into another corral if you think you'll finish faster but you can move back if you wish Um, and some do some want to join their friends or families who got you know seated in a a farther back corral they just won't allow you to move into a faster one Uh, the early corrals are tend to be a little bit smaller And there's a corral wave system that is happening now where basically if say we're gonna say a corral goes off, there's like four or five mini waves inside a corral. So if you're at the very front of a corral, you're gonna be one of the first say 200 people that start the race. If you're at the very back of a corral, you might have to wait another two or three minutes from the gun time before your corral moves up and gets started. Each corral has that mini wave thing going on. If being at the front of your corral is important to you, and why it might be important to you is that uh, if you're in the front, then you're you're going to have a little bit more wide open space to really take off and get going, because there's going to be no one in front of you for a, a minute or two. Those those last runners from the corral before you is are going to be you know well on their way, right? So you would have a little bit of space to take off and get going. If being in the front of the corral is important to you, keep that in mind. That there are these mini waves and that they'll cut you up <laughs> um, inside your corral. So be first to the corral if that matters. If it doesn't matter, if you're cool, then be cool and roll into your corral uh, when they when, when whenever you're done doing whatever you're doing. Um, One note to point about the corrals, they do cut them off at a certain time. So, say you're an A corral runner, but you overslept, you ended up stuck in traffic, and you're running out there trying to get into your corral right before the race starts. And I'm talking like right before the race starts. Most likely, they are not going to let you into A corral, they're going to ask you to go ahead and start in B corral or farther back just depending on what time you are actually showing up so keep that in mind if your corral placement uh, is important to you and you want to make sure you start in the proper place then definitely watch the time and and don't uh don't blow off you know when they tell you to go to go get in the corrals go ahead and go ahead and do it now to find out what corral you're in you'll need your waiver which you can get online and it'll have a number at the bottom of the waiver that's your bib number the bib number is going to correspond to the corrals uh, and there's always a, a chart for those corrals for the half marathon and the marathon distance and the challenges they do not do a corral chart for the 10k or the 5k um I, I don't know why they don't but they don't so don't expect to see that i have a link uh, i'll use wine and dine for an example and i'll put that in the show notes for you but i have a link to, to previous races so you can take a look and see what what this process looks like uh, where you would find your waiver and then how you would correspond it to the corral charts Are strollers allowed in run Disney races? Friends, they're not allowing them in the expo. You think they're going to allow them on the race course? (laughs) They are not. Um, Way back, back in the day, they actually did. I remember running a couple of 5Ks, uh, Princess 5Ks in particular, with strollers on the course. And I can tell you... I understand why they no longer allow it. It does stink, especially for the family fun runs that you can't have a, a stroller. But there was some pretty dangerous um, dangerous activities happening with those strollers. And it was just going to be a matter of time where some child was pro- probably going to be injured. Uh, unfortunately, these these races are just really crowded and it's not a great place to try to be maneuvering a stroller the way some folks felt like they could uh so no no strollers are allowed in run disney races now you may there are exceptions there may be medical exceptions you may see somebody on the course in a stroller I'm assuming that they were medically given the okay because otherwise, how are you going to get a stroller, you know, through the volunteers and into a corral in the first place, right? So th- there there could be those situations, but for the most part, unfortunately, no. Um, you also can't baby wear. You can't bring your infant or your toddler uh, with you in, in on a baby wearing option either. It's It's for safety. All right, now here's the biggie everybody wants to know about the balloon ladies (laughs) and you have probably heard some scary frightening stories about the scary balloon ladies all right i'm just gonna put that to rest right now um the balloon ladies are super nice they are your biggest cheerleaders they are not to be feared um but they are to be listened to (laughs) okay Um, balloon ladies are a visual sign that you're falling behind pace during the 10k half or full marathons they do not run the 5ks um, since that's an untimed race and sweeping really doesn't doesn't happen um, on the course but the balloon ladies are out there they they sit they look just like they sound they are runners that are doing a 16-minute mile and they are carrying uh, Disney World balloons with them so that when you see them coming you know exactly who they are and what's going on. Now the balloon ladies are not the sweepers. The sweepers are actual run Disney employees. They're on bikes and these ladies and gentlemen usually have an orange fla- flag in their pocket <laughs> and they'll ride past you and they'll yell out a warning that you need to be past me by the time we get to mile marker 6 or you know whatever and then they'll ride up to mile marker 6 and they'll put the flag up. You generally are given a, a time frame too like you have 2 minutes to get up to this point and then you really want to make sure that you get past them otherwise you will be swept off the course. You will be asked to get on a uh, parade bus or a golf cart or into a van, and they will take you back to the start line and your race would be over. Now, that only happens, again, if you're falling behind the 16-minute mile pace, if you just can't keep the pace up. Um, that's what they will do. Um, it's not embarrassing. They, they handle everything with with great care and kindness, and you know what? It just maybe wasn't your day right it's okay you can always come back and try again another time uh, a lot of people ask if i get swept do i still get my medal and the answer is yes you do you can also finish slower than the 16 minute mile pace and still earn your medal um, including challenge medals now this has been a lot of talk about walt disney world races but the question is always out there why doesn't run disney race at disneyland Well, there were run Disney races at Disneyland, and there are some in Paris, and there's some in Hong Kong as well. Uh, But currently, the Disneyland races are on hiatus. That happened in 2017. Will they be back? We have no idea. We've been told yes. Uh, That's kind of the official word is, yes, someday we will have those races back. But um, yeah, we still haven't seen any movement on that as yet. So we really have no idea if that's coming back or not. All right, now when you're on the race course, a couple of things to remember. It is completely appropriate and totally fine to do the run-walk-run method, which is Jeff Galloway's way of running. It's called doing intervals. It's called doing the Galloway it's completely appropriate. However, keep in mind that not everyone is going to be run walk running in the same intervals. So the proper etiquette is to stay on the sides of the race course. Don't run down the middle if you're going to be stopping and starting uh, frequently. You're going to want to stick to the sides. Traditionally, it's the right hand side. However, Wren Disney specifically says it can be the right or the left hand side as long as you are not through the middle leave the middle open for uh, the straight runners when you're doing your run walk run method the other thing to keep in mind is definitely try to go single file if you're running as a group no more than two abreast um, if possible you don't want to have a whole line of people across uh, kind of holding up traffic right it's kind of rude so we want to keep sure make sure that we are keeping other runners know in mind as we're doing our our thing as we're out there on the course and try to keep it to two abreast or single file as you're running when you're getting ready to slow down the proper etiquette again is to put your hand up in the air look over your shoulder this is all while you're still running take a quick peek over your shoulder and then shout out walking all right that's going to signal anyone behind you, around you, that you're about to change your pace in a more dramatic fashion, and uh, then feel free to slow down and and move into your walking intervals. Etiquette can be a very tricky subject and it can be something that people get really uh, annoyed with at these races. So if you're looking for some more information on that, I do have a, a post to, to link you to. And um, But the, the, the main idea is just kind of be cool, guys, and realize that you're not the only <laughs> runner out there on the course. Um, that being said, if you are a straight runner be cool and run down the middle i know it's super tempting to try to go around people on the sides but you're also risking that you're going to twist your ankle or trip over something in the grass rather than you know on the on the asphalt so just be really aware of your surroundings and everything while you're on the course now when it comes to pictures this is one of the fun things about run disney is the characters on the course as we've already talked about they're going to be out there you are going to see a line you're going to run up you're going to get into that line and then you're going to get your picture with your characters sometimes there's a photo pass photographer but not always more often than not you'll need to use your own camera and there's usually a cast member who you can hand your camera to and they will take your picture for you if there's not make a friend in line (laughs) everybody wants their pictures they're all standing in line for the same thing so just ask somebody in front of you or behind you to help you out and they're probably very happy to do so i've never had anybody tell me no that they wouldn't take my picture for me i would also just as a tip even if there is a photo pass photographer there i would still have someone take a picture with your own phone just in case and here's why Those photo passes are linked to your bib. If your bib can't quite be red or it's crinkled or I don't know, you're just turned at a different angle and the photo pass photographer didn't catch it, they usually do, but to say they didn't catch it when they took your picture, you're never going to see that picture and that stinks. So I always make sure somebody takes that photo, you know, of me on the course um, even you know before i run off uh even if there is a photo past photographer just to have double up just in case plus i will admit i like uh instant gratification <laughs> so when i'm standing in my next line i also like to scroll and see uh how the picture turned out all right so this is episode two we are going to stop here and episode three We will talk about finish lines, what happens after the finish line, how you get back to your resort, and the all-important discussion of celebrations and what you should do to uh, recover after your long race at Walt Disney World. Thanks for coming by No Guilt Fangirls podcast and talking Run Disney with me, and we'll be back with episode three real soon.